everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Physical Media. My name is John. And my name is Matt. Oh, we're fixing this right now because I noticed this on last week's episode. You were a lot higher than me and I didn't appreciate that one bit. Well, it's social class. Yeah, is that what it is? I, adju- <laughs> I adjust them by social class. <laughs> yeah, I felt like watching when I was editing, I was like, you were just like lording over me and even looking down on me and that's just ridiculous. Well, I won't allow it. You're in my kingdom, so. <laughs> And as you guys know, we like to start off every episode before we get into the news and Q&A with some food now. Yep, so uh, this is a segment where we teach John how to eat everyday foods. Um, I forgot plates, so that's my fault. Yeah, well, like, they, they, well we can know. use the tops. Yeah, yeah. So we'll make it we work. pop that open, you know, because... You guys actually voted on this. I was surprised that ribs didn't win. You had the choice of pizza, I'm ribs, and I'm because, you know, I don't feel like cooking ribs. This is some spicy sauce, the lady said. Okay, that's all yours because I'm not going to probably do anything spicy. All right, and then also... Now again, if you guys are tuning in for the first time and audio listeners, we're just going to do the first couple bites and then all this sound will go away and then we'll jump into the normal podcast. I forgot to mention they fucking really lay on the cilantro here. Really? not a good thing. Cilantro is a spicy sauce, right? No, cilantro is... Now, I'm assuming you don't want a fork, right? For what? It's a yeah. hand food. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why the forks are here. That was a test, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, I felt like you were trying to trap me and embarrass me. Well, a little bit, but mm. you really don't need the fork here. So we have chicken and steak tacos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go for the steak first. That's perfect. I'm going to go for the chicken. Okay. It's hard to grab them, though, don't you think? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know what to do. Well, you just ruined the other taco. <laughs> Is it, wait, hold on. Now, let me show you something. See, hold this under you while you're eating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And now anything that drops, instead of hitting the floor, your lap, your shirt, just drops right there. And then you can even use that to make a second taco. Now, also, I'm looking here. It looks delicious, but I'm going to put whatever this is on it because I do like spicy. So I'm going to definitely dive into that. That is something you can do. I love to fucking burn my mouth. Oh, These yeah. are hot, actually, like temperature-wise. Very, very hot. Oh, you mean like like the outdoor temperature or you mean like it's spicy in your mouth? Well, I didn't eat it yet, but I'm saying they're fresh hot. Oh, yeah, I watched them make Oh, my God. Good? That's a good taco. It's a good taco. It's a good taco. Okay. See what you're saying about the cilantro. Heavy, good. right? Very. On the cilantro, because it's got like that weird zi- like taste to it. I mm. hate cilantro. Really? I like cilantro. Yeah, no. Mm. Not a fan. Mm. So we like the chicken. Well, I'm going to try the steak. Yeah, let me know what you think of the steak. So now the problem with the plate is uh, you can't really hold it the way I want to hold the taco. So. Now, <laughs> there's no way that's how you would generally hold it. Like this? I feel like you're doing this. No, I wish I... <laughs> but I also don't really get taco. No, let's just compare. <laughs> I have four fingers. Pinky's off. Now. Not in the center of my hand. <laughs> now, like that looks like you're ready to pitch it right yeah. across home plate. Like that. That's wild. <laughs> well, this way, if you That's want... really how you would hold it, though? Like, you're not yeah. just hamming it up for the camera? No, I swear to God. You can follow me around with a GoPro, but I don't really get tacos out in the <clears> wild. Because I've no, I've noticed you do this often, but like, why? Why are we holding it like that? Because nothing falls out of the bottom, so then when I eat the last bite, nothing falls out. Of the, you make more of a mess. No, but look, nothing fell. It did. Look oh. at everything in that plate. Look at your hand. Mm-hmm. The hand thing. How's the steak? Pretty good. Yep. See, so I'll, I'll yeah, show try you. Try one of those. Should I try one of the steaks? Yeah, maybe the chicken one was messier. 
Maybe. Maybe. All right. We'll, well see. I don't want to fuck this up though. Let's see what you can do. There. So there's two. Yeah, I don't. Like, they double wrap. I don't know why they do that. I'm not sure. So again, I'm gonna also. This almost looks like gyro meat. You got Ooh. steak. I got three steaks. This or... isn't lamb. No, it's not lamb. Do they do lamb tacos? No, that's a that's a that's a Greek thing. That's for it, gyros. They but do the that. meat looks like something you see. Get so you're gyro. telling me you wouldn't hold a taco like this? Absolutely not. That's insane. <laughs> Chicken's better. Really? In my opinion. Yep. I didn't expect that. It, so, looks, it looks a little dry. So, see, I thought the steak was a little dry. Okay. So, this is a local joint called Miguel's. Yeah, it's walking distance. Yeah. Although it did take me a while to get back here. It's on the corner of my block. Yeah. Well, the guy in front of me leaving the parking lot was making a left, so it was mm. a real pain in the ass. I hate so, that. Even though I could see literally your house from there, mm -hmm. I was uh, stuck in traffic. Mm. Fun fact about Miguel's. So when we first started doing outdoor movie night in my backyard. Which we got to start talking about with the weather, what it is. When we doing one this Are we you doing have, We also have something else to talk about about that. But we'll get that in a second. My original thought was Taco Place was up there. I remember my mom and dad came over for uh, one of the movie nights and they walked up to Miguel's to uh, get tacos while, while the movie was playing. And they said they can hear the movie clear as day <laughs> in the parking lot for Miguel's, which is roughly three houses. Oh, it's a good distance. The fact that they can hear it from there is insane. I wouldn't say as far as a quarter mile, but it's about three houses down. So that just goes to show the sound quality that we bring outside. <laughs> well, it's got to be clear as day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this, so. is, this is actually a good taco, though. That is a it's good It's not thing. bad. It's good in a pinch. It's great that they're right there. Um, oh, I mean... I got some steak sauce on my arm, though. That is wild. <laughs> How? What? How does that happen? Because you're squeezing it. No, it's because it's just a, it's a greasy kind of food. This is the only thing that's dirty on me. Uh-huh. Four fingertips. Gotcha. Now, you have your entire right hand <laughs> down to your elbow. <laughs> well, no, I got it. You borderline need a shower after you eat. Mm. Why? No, you didn't. <laughs> you're hamming it up. There's no way that's real. Why? What do you mean, why? Well, nothing is getting anywhere. Did you see how you just took a bite of that? <laughs> yeah, because look, watch Now it. it's all over your face, No, your watch glass. the last bite. Watch the last bite. It's not on my glass. Look, no. Now, I, show them the hand. Well, yeah. There's nothing anywhere. It's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, I've been with this for years, and I'm still in disbelief. All right. Well, yeah, I'm telling you, it's like the stuff of legend. I'm not putting on air. It's how I eat. How, just... You know, think about it. When did we invent fork and knives? Before that, people were just eating everything with their hands. I can almost guarantee that people back then eating with their hands <laughs> probably still ate cleaner. Now, I notice how you grab the bottle. What? <laughs> So no, that bottle is just ruined because it's it's just got a film of grease on it now. Are you trying to say that your bottles don't ever end up with a film of grease on it? No, unless I won't grab mine until it's maybe halfway empty. <coughs> then I'll be comfortable touching it with that because I know I'll finish it by the time I'm done eating. Yes, well, that's the whole point, but... But you're going to finish the whole thing? The water? Yeah. I don't know. Why don't we finish these up and we'll come right back, all right? Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Maybe you're having tacos with us too. And also we're going to, starting next week, Carlos has a great idea. Uh, we're not drinking this week because we're on like a tight window to a film, but usually we have a couple beers and I'm going to make a beer schedule for each episode so that you guys can have some beer with us. It's actually hard for me to talk right now because of the, the hotness. Yeah, the cilantro is disgusting. The steak is much better. Do you like the steak more? I like the chicken more. Okay, you eat the last one then. All right, perfect. We'll be right back.
We're back and we're all cleaned up. I so. apologize for that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we're on a tight window today, so the tacos actually worked out well because actually at the current moment, Matt's going through a midlife crisis, so he's actually buying a car like most people in their 30s do. They go out and buy a muscle car. I feel like that's a little bit later on. Uh, is it? <laughs> You're, yeah. what, 34 this year? So that's it lines up. Not quite. I feel like that's like a 40... 50-year-old move, no? I mean, my dad didn't do that when he turned, like, that age. Well, I sold one toy in the garage and uh, to make room for a new one. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Matt had two Camaros, actually, before, and both of them uh, didn't work well. Well, yeah, so the first Camaro was, we bought broken and needed... It was before I even had my license, so, like, I think it was, like, 600 bucks we got. It was a 95... It was... A, I think it even had a six-cylinder, and I don't remember. And, uh... It had a blown head gasket, and it was like supposed to be a project. I was supposed to learn how to work on cars and fix it before I got my license. But my uncle ended up giving me his Ford Explorer, mm -hmm. so I just never even looked at the uh, the Camaro. But I fell in love with them once I got that, just from sitting in it, playing with the radio and stuff on the side of the house, just saying, oh, this is my car, yeah. the T-tops and all that. So later on in life, once we got into cars and had more money, um, I still fell in love with it, and I picked up. Uh, again, another 95, but it was a Z28. But it, again, bought it not running. We got it to run okay. I put maybe 100 miles on the thing and got rid of that. And uh, that that was 20 years ago now, maybe? It's been a long time. It's, it's been not, a long time. I remember whipping around that black Camaro for a while. I drove good once or twice when I was with you. Maybe. Did you were in that car? Yeah, by your dad's house. I remember us driving around the block. But <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I, I didn't get too many miles on it because I had a ignition problem where it just it 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 would just hesitate and misfire. It didn't run right. Yeah. We never figured it out, but we were kids. I'm sure, we could figure it out now. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say you probably could fix that now. Yeah, but eh. but yeah. Uh, anyway, I got rid of the one toy. I've been looking at Mustangs and Camaros. I'm really torn. I want to stay a Ford guy. But I just really, really have a soft spot for a Camaro with T-tops. Yeah. So we're talking fourth-gen Camaros, by the way, with, yeah. the, with the LS motor in it. But that's where we're at. Um, yeah. So I saw some news before you start. All right. I saw a trailer for the Continental show. Yes, on Peacock. I don't Peacock. know if that's, uh, I don't know if we're breaking that or I'm just late yeah. to the party, but... Um, I'm pretty excited for that. It Me takes too. place in the 70s. Is that what it is? I was yeah. going to ask. I Because I saw the poster yesterday, and I was like, huh, it's at the New York Continental. I thought it was going to be at a different location. No, yeah, it said uh, <coughs> 70s New York or something like that. Oh, that's that. actually said, fucking awesome. You know, I like when they do those, like, period oh, pieces. Oh, me too. Especially so. in 70s and 80s period pieces are always <clears> the New best. In, in New York. So that oh, should yeah. be good. Uh, I don't know how many familiar faces we'll see. Maybe the... The concierge, but uh, Ian McKellen's character, not Ian McKellen, uh, Ian McShane's character. Yeah, I assume he would be there, but they'd have to DH him or get a different actor to play a younger version of him. But and I assume he's walking around there. And unfortunately, we won't see Lance Reddick. So no, we won't. I mean, they brought actors unless they pre-filmed it, but yeah, I doubt I, it. I doubt it too. Unless they got something that they could do. I mean, we've had. I mean, Carrie yeah, Fisher. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, had, had passed but away. That, that's. I don't know for a TV show, especially for a first season. That that's a probably a pretty expensive. Yeah, especially then. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. Although right. John Wick is making 
Fucking money. Hand over fist and yeah. money, yeah. Which good for us because that means we'll probably get at least more spin-off movies even if we don't get more John Wick movies because they haven't said and we don't want to spoil what happens. But we're also here today to talk about some news and I actually, we didn't have much lined up but I was looking at my phone right before we started filming and Criterion just announced their July releases. I'm going to read these off to you and I'm sure that you will know none, but you'll know some names. So first up is a movie I actually wanted to buy recently. It's getting a 4K Blu-ray. It had no Blu-ray release, I think, or at least one that got discontinued, so you couldn't find this. And it's called One False Move. So this is an early 90s, I believe it's a noir film, but the, but the writer of it, Billy Bob Thornton. This hmm. was uh, his break in the Hollywood. He's also in the movie. Interesting. I don't think he directed it. Carl Franklin directed this one. Bill Paxton's the star of it, yeah. Oh, wow. <coughs> Yeah, you get a lot of people in it. <clears throat> Michael Beach, Billy Bob Thornton again is is also the co-writer and the star of it. So yeah, this is what Billy Bob bro- uh, Billy Bob Thornton like broke into the scene. He was like heavier back then and everything. Interesting. Yeah, he's also around the same. This is '92. Around that same time, he was also in uh, Tombstone. He okay. plays. Uh, he gets slapped in the face a couple times. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell walks in there and just bitch slaps him. And they do something or just stand there and bleed. And then another one that got announced, this is also getting a 4K, and I had a feeling this was coming, and that's Breathless from uh, Jean-Luc Godard. He passed away this year. He's uh, one of the leaders in like the French New Wave films from the 60s. Okay. So this is probably one of his most popular films. Actually, it is his most popular film. That's getting a 4K release, and I'm excited for that. I'm sure you have no interest in seeing it. No, no. No, no, no. Now, one movie, I brought this up, I think it was two weeks ago, when we were asked about like our most underrated films of uh, like each decade. This was my second choice for the 80s. It's a Martin Scorsese movie. It's called After Hours. Okay. I love this movie. Okay. Uh, Got a lot of great actors in there, including the guy from Home Alone, uh, John Hurd, the dad, who's also on The Sopranos. And also, his wife. Gail Ann Hurd, is that? No. Okay. Gail Ann Hurd. That's where you're going with No, 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 no. I was going with Catherine O'Hara, his wife from freaking uh, Home Alone, is in this as well. Oh, that, it's the dad from Home Alone? The dad from Home Alone and the mom from Home Alone. They're they're both in this movie from the 80s. I see. Okay. Yeah, it's a good movie. It just takes place over the course of like one night and it just like keeps, it's a comedy actually, just keeps progressing out of control. Cheech and Chong are in this movie. It's a really fun movie. It's just, for a Martin Scorsese movie, it's not what you would expect. Okay. He was kind of just having some fun. And then another one was is The Watermelon Woman. Uh, this, I've, I've heard, I've never seen this movie, but a couple critics I listened to uh, on Critically Acclaimed, they always talk about this movie. Okay. They said it's similar to Clerks. Interesting. So. <clears throat> Looking at it, that is not the vibe I get. Yeah, well, their, <laughs> their artwork is always very, uh, something to do with the movie. I've never seen it, so I don't know, but they always promote it, and I'm definitely interested in seeing it because okay. they bring it up. And then the last thing that got announced, the renowned Westerns, five films directed by Bud Butcher here. I've never heard of these five Westerns, so. I've never seen well, them. If you haven't, I probably haven't. No. But as far as Criterion goes, I'm very excited about pretty much all of those announcements. I think July's looking like it's going to be one of their best months. Well, that makes one of us. Yeah, I know you're not excited, but you're going to be excited because there was also two other announcements that Paramount announced for 4Ks that are coming out this year. Okay. Both of them are Catalog from- titles? Yeah. Ooh. From, uh, I don't know if you've seen these, but it's from one of the channel's favorite actors. Can you name Denzel? him? Denzel? No, 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 no. Not Denzel. What are we known for from the early days of the channel? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. A couple of Tom Cruise 4Ks are coming out. Okay. One is called The Firm. You ever seen The Firm? Mm-mm. Well, it's him and Gene Hackman. It's a thriller. It's okay. a It's a great movie, though. You'll love The Firm. Okay. He plays a young lawyer. He gets highly recruited from this law firm, hence The Firm. But that firm uh, has one big client that works there. Okay. Big shady client. All right. <laughs> that uh, Tom Cruise has to 
confront that, let's put it that way. I don't want to spoil it for anyone because it's a really good movie. Okay. So if you're into thrillers and you're into Tom Cruise and you're into Gene Hackman, <clears throat> I don't know if you quite sold me on it yet, but okay. No, they didn't sell you on that. Tom mm. Cruise in a thriller. Mm. You know, young Tom Cruise. I think this movie's 1993, so this is like you know. I mean, he still looks good now in his 60s, but but a, th- a lawyer and a thriller. I don't know about that, but all right. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm telling you to like it. And then the other one is Vanilla Sky. You ever heard of Vanilla Sky? No, huh? Well, that's, Maybe. that's one, uh, the one that reunited him with Cameron Crowe, who directed Jerry Maguire. People are 50-50 on Vanilla Sky. Not everyone likes it because it's a lot of imagery. This, uh, the movie kind of like gets his like face all messed up and everything like that. I look like Tom Cruise on Vanilla Sky. It was televised. you ever heard the Kanye West song, uh, Through the Wire? He said that he looked like Tom Cruise in Vanilla Sky because his face got all fucked up. And handsome Tom Cruise's face gets fucked up in Vanilla Sky. So I don't know if you're excited about those either. Eh. Eh? That's what that was the big excitement? You thought I would... Oh, you love Tom Cruise. I but... think I like Tom Cruise, <clears throat> yeah, but... uh. I mean, what other Tom Cruise movies... I mean, most Tom Cruise movies are on 4K. Yeah, I was happy with that. I'm good. Yeah. I don't need any more, but all right. I Maybe The Firm, but... The Firm, and I, I really want Cocktail. I want Cocktail on 4K. Cocktail's the one where they're making drinks. Nice. You've never seen that? No. Oh my god. You'll love Cocktail. Really? Yeah. Similar to Roadhouse with how ridiculous it is. Anytime the bartenders are just involved in like a crime ring. <laughs> it's something that just can only happen in the coked up 80s. Yeah, that, that sounds interesting. You know, but you've seen them make fun of it in movies like this is where Tom Cruise is all flipping the bottles. Oh, and they're really? like dancing like the songs. Oh, you know, I feel like I've heard of this. It's like a coyote ugly yeah, for but guys. For guys, yeah, yeah he's dancing uh, around. <laughs> okay. And he's actually Tom Cruise is singing in the movie. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Better or worse than Top Gun? Uh, no, it's worse than Top Gun. It's not a good movie. It's just ridiculous. No, I'm saying singing. Oh, his singing? I think he's better in it. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking great. It makes you want to be a bartender. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, but... I'd break a lot of bottles. I'd get fired. It wouldn't mm. work out. Mm. But that really was it for the news, so nothing in there that uh, really tickled your fancy? No, not, not, nothing I could say, really. Uh, well, I wanted to show you guys. Not me hard. I figured that, so you're still pretty flaccid, is what you're saying? I am, yeah. All right, well, maybe what this... What do you got there? So this is a movie I'm, I know you've never heard of. I've never seen this movie before, but it stars Burt Lancaster. It's called The Swimmer. So I bought this. I was reading a list of uh, top 15 movies from the 60s. And this was like number eight, and the synopsis for this movie caught my eye. Okay. Basically, instead of walking home, this guy who has a really lovely family, apparently looks like he's living a happy life, he decides to swim pool to pool in his neighbor's backyards. How? I No, I, I've never seen the trailer for this movie. I've never seen this movie. Like, does he get out of each pool and I, walk to the next one? I don't know how it works, but apparently that's how he goes home. And as he's going home, it's like he's like having like a mental breakdown as he's going home. And that's basically what the movie's about, is like his mental health. So it kind of interested me, and plus Burt Lancaster. I was like, oh, I'm sold on it. And I looked it up, and it's got this really cool release. It's a nice-looking release. Right? It's from, from, a, seeing, it's yeah. from a boutique label, actually. And... Not only does it come with the Blu-ray and the DVD, compact disc. Now, this is the future right here. (laughs) You play it on your home stereo? Yeah, look, they even made it look like a record. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Is this Criterion? No, I don't know. I don't actually, I was hoping you could help me figure out what this is. Maybe you could do something. Because, yeah, this is definitely a boutique label release. Grind 
Grindhouse releasings, box office spectaculars. That's yeah. what it is, box office spectaculars. You ever heard of it, that, that company though? No. It's not something I would watch, but... <laughs> nice packaging though, you can tell it it's like a boutique label. I'm gonna review this on the channel, like look at that. Oh, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, like I'm gonna review this on the channel with a couple other movies. Uh, Kevin L. recommended this movie, K-Pax. Uh, I saw Air. And uh, City Hall from Lord Raiden. So I'm gonna review all these in one video together. Oh, okay, sounds fun. I'm gonna put the compact disc in there. Good spot. <laughs> but now this feels loose. That's fine. Okay. A little you loosey. Won't, you won't put any wear and tear on it trying to fucking jam your fucking finger in there to get it out now. Yeah, you know what? That's one thing that I've noticed a lot lately with some of these stuff, like how tight they are. Especially, um, I think it's Arrow. Arrows sometimes they get stay over stuff because they put the posters in there. Mm. And then you're trying to like, like, you know, put the pinky behind it and just kind of peel it out. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah. Well, I'm always careful, aren't I? Nope. No. Alright. I haven't broken a thing in years, so... As far as movies go, I've broken a lot of things. Yeah, I've broken some things. Is your stomach bothering you at all? No, but... I think I'm just anxious. Why? The car. Oh, you're worried about the car? No, I'm just, I'm anxious, I'm excited. Oh, you're excited. I want to go. I was with you the last time you actually bought your black Camaro. I know you don't remember that. Yeah, see, that's the problem. You think I'm bad luck? No, no, Uh, no, no, it's... I shouldn't have bought that car either because it wasn't running. No, and your dad told you that day too. Yeah. He told you the whole time we drove there and the whole way back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he still bought that car. So now you're getting like cold feet all the time, like maybe it's not worth it. Well, when I was at the bank taking the cash out, I was like, oh, it's a lot of money. Especially since we don't really have a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah, so. It's the first time you've probably been flushed with cash in your entire adult life. It is. (laughs) <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm debt free. I have a little nest egg. Oh, it must be nice. I'm, I'm in oh, a it's hole. It's not going to last long. No, not with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a hole. I just got to dig myself out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I get that. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm going to go look at it. We'll, uh, we'll know more later. Well, you know what? Our first question we're going to ask today, we're going to dive right into the Q&A right now. I figured, you know what, since we're talking about our poorness, uh, we have a question from Spiny Lobster Men, and he wrote, are you guys monetized? If you are, how long did it take, and how do you and Matt share up? Thanks for your editing info. No problem. So yeah, we're monetized. It took about 10 months. From January to Give about... Give or take, yeah. Yeah, until about October, but we didn't start get paid from YouTube until, like, January. And, yeah, you have to get a 1,000 subscribers, and you have to have 4,000 watch hours. Which is no easy feat. No, and we and went... We found into, the subscribers actually tougher than the watch hours. Yeah, we hit the watch hours way before we hit the 1,000 subscribers, so we thought that was actually strange, but yeah, most um, people, it's the reverse. They get the subscribers. And but as the, far as sharing the, the income, there is... Well, what do you little share? Little to none. <laughs> yeah, we make... Yeah, if, we don't. If we make a hundred dollars a month doing this, that's a lot. Yeah, that'd be a good month. Yeah, so. and you see the amount of content we put out, so it, it sometimes it's hard to justify because we've been doing it for about fifteen months now. It's and, very hard to justify. And <laughs> we probably put. I, I haven't done the math, but we have a credit card and we had other stuff, expenses. Probably, we actually just had the account look at it. Wasn't it like negative $11,000 or something like that? Something like that. But I mean, that's half of the stuff we would have bought anyway. Mm-hmm. You know? That's the thing. But like the camera and all the stuff. <coughs> the the computer, camera, yeah. That computer. Mm-hmm. All the, like, the, we also buy movies that we necessarily wouldn't watch, but we want to do reviews because that gets more eyes on the channel. 
But yeah, right now it's not hard to split anything up because we're still paying back the enormous amount of debt that we're in. <laughs> so. Yeah, we don't, we don't put any money in our pockets. It goes straight to our business account and just basically covers a credit card payment for the month. That's really all it's doing right there. On the a maxed out card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cards in John's name, though, so now I'm still debt-free. Technically, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but just remember, the business is in your name also. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is technically an LLC, so eventually we hope to make this a bigger business. And actually, Matt and I have been talking, and I've talked to my wife. Like, when we get a little higher in subscribers, we're going to probably start a Patreon. And that's where you'll see, like, the commentary tracks and, like, you know, like, more interaction with the people who you know pay money <laughs> mm. which will then make it a lot easier on me and matt because yeah. it's really hard right now and mm -hmm. you know it's a lot of time we talk about like like right now we're literally in a very tight window in the middle of the afternoon where we can film because yep. he works a full-time job i work a full-time job we work opposite hours yeah. and then we watch movies every night for reviews so yeah so it's uh you know it's a it's it's a full-time job that you pretty much don't get paid for yeah, you're really working for <laughs> the future. Like, we have, like, a five-year plan is, like, the ultimate goal. And if that five-year plan falls apart, well, it would just be another notch on my belt. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> Throw in the towel. And <laughs> we gave it hell. We gave it hell. But we'll continue putting out content yeah, we're for just, the foreseeable future. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're if just, you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel, then... Great, we support that. Go we, for it. Um, original fuzz. Uh, it's not easy. Yeah. It is not easy at all. Thank God John does all the editing because if we had to edit, I would have been out of here a long time ago. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoy editing. I was just telling Matt yesterday. Eventually, what I want to do is just become like, oh, hopefully, I can leave my current job that I despise and become like a full time editor or a full time critic or something just to. Yeah, so if you guys want to start a channel, send John the stuff to edit, pay this guy to edit for you. And uh, yeah. that's one way you can get out of the mm -hmm. editing. You can support us, or John at least. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's one thing to do. Because the editing, in my opinion, is the absolute worst. Filming, not so, not, not that big of a deal. You know, we're going to have these conversations, most of these conversations anyway. Yeah. The scheduling stuff kind of sucks. If you're doing it by yourself, you do it on your own time. But just don't let it consume you. Make it a hobby. Make it a, just something you do in your free time. And that's what... We have this conversation a lot. Sometimes we'll get in arguments. Yeah, we do fight. And you guys see it. We fight on camera. So what do you think? We don't fight off camera? There's, right. So It's a very love-hate relationship with us. And mm. uh, there's days when Matt makes me want to fucking destroy his life. And I'm sure I do the same to him. So, right. you so. know. Lots to think about. Uh, but, yeah. you know, it, it is the land of opportunity. So Yeah, and we have some people who are subscribed to our channel, have YouTube channels now, like uh, the original Fuzz just started one. It's doing pretty good. I enjoy his videos. Um, impressive Tony, he, who helped us out. He's almost at 1,000 subscribers. Subscribe to him. He does great work. Uh, 20th and 21st Century Film, speaking of Criterion, he does some of the best Criterion Blu-ray reviews on the internet. I enjoy his work. He subscribed here. You know, support those guys. Now, it's a lot of hard, like, I took it for granted how hard this was until we started doing it ourselves. Yeah, no, it was a real eye-opener. Yeah, you know, like, I was one of those, because we get comments where people are like, oh, I had a comment, <laughs> I had a comment a couple months ago saying, why didn't we have, like, more clips in there? You know how hard it is to get clips for some of these videos? Like, uh, and then I, I could find a clip, but then they looks it looks terrible, and I'm like, I just got to throw it out. I asked him why he doesn't make a video. I did ask him that, and he didn't respond. <laughs> I said, I look forward to seeing your videos. Please send them my way. Mm. <laughs> he didn't respond to that. 
But yeah, it's just really hard. So if you are going to do it, just no going in. Not the easiest thing in the world, but it can be a lot of fun. And very discouraging. Yeah, it is. It can be very discouraging. Especially like you put your heart and soul into a video and then 50 people watch it. You know, like Mad Shark reviews last year. You watched all those shark movies. That was the fun part, actually. I, I, I enjoy that. Oh, the fun part's always watching and just talking about movies. So, we hopefully we answered that question, Spiny Lobster Man. Our next question is from 808 Physical Media. I think it's just for me, but... Hey, John, if you had three preferred choices for all new 4K Ultra HD, no slipcover, no reversible art, and no Blu-ray disc version of the movie, list your choices from one to three. So I guess just... Just bare bones, basic releases? Yeah, just like not worrying about with the packaging. Obviously, I would go with Terminator, number one, regardless. No, I wouldn't put that in that camp because... You want the bells and whistles? Okay, I get that. And it's actually funny because when I first read this question, one of the answers I was going to give was... Uh, one Sudden Move, <laughs> the movie that they just announced mm. on Criterion. So um, I'll go with another Catherine Bigelow movie that we just actually had a question about a few months ago. Strange Days. I would love that on 4K if we could ever get that. Love Commando. I don't think I need the the nice bells and whistles for Commando. I just want a nice 4K transfer of that. Plus, yeah, that'd be a good one. Because the Blu-ray, it's what? I think I got it for five bucks. I think you have the same Blu-ray too. It's been out forever. Yeah. It's not the greatest. It's I actually, I feel like it looked all right, from what I remember. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't watched it actually on my LG with a designated 4K player. So maybe it upscales a little bit better on the C2. Yeah. Good. I don't know, but I would really like that on 4K. So I guess at number one, though, I'm still going to probably... I, don't know, I know we can't pick the Terminator. No, that's a bad call. I'll tell you, that movie K-Pax, not to spoil that review for later, that deserves a 4K release. That doesn't even have a Blu-ray release. Hmm. It's only available on DVD and streaming. And the stream was nice. Good cinematography, so that would be a good one. Well, if 7 doesn't get a release this year, that's uh, pretty high on my list, but that's getting a rumored 4K. And that one would... I guess I would like a Steelbook version of that. That fake Steelbook that we saw for 7 really got me excited. Yeah. So yeah. I would love that on 4K Steelbook. I... But this is kind of like a loaded question. It is. Like, it's hard. Because yeah, it's just a basic bare bone. I want everything to have awesome releases. Yeah, I do. But the, there are some movies that, like, you just know. Like, like the Paramount releases, like, with The Firm and uh, Vanilla Sky. Like, those aren't, like, the big releases. The core, Deep yeah, deep Impact next month. Those get, like, the $20 releases because there's usually... And I appreciate it when studios do that, like, for their non-big releases to get that. Strange Days... Commando, and then if I wanted one more, probably Seven or a David Fincher movie in there somewhere. Which, by Zodiac. the way, Zodiac doesn't have a... I was thinking about this recently because I just actually cleaned up my David Fincher collection. We were supposed to get last year Panic Room on 4K, and I started watching... Oh, yeah. Never came. So right now, only on 4K for David Fincher. I think all we have is uh, the social network in the... And that's not even on its own. It's in the Columbia... In that box set, yeah. I have that, and not Gone Girl... Are any of his other movies on 4K? Not Fight Club, not Seven, not Alien 3. No, not The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, not The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Yeah, I, I don't think he has any movies on 4K. That's crazy. David Fincher makes some of the best looking movies. Mank is stuck on Netflix. So hopefully I answered that pretty well, 808. I, I love that question. Thank you so much. It really had me thinking because like the way you framed that, yeah, that was a little bit tougher than I expected because I know, you know, we talk about how much you want the Terminator on 4K, but you know, there are some lesser releases where you don't really have to concentrate on the nice packaging. Right. Or Arrow, who like eventually down the line just releases the 4K separately, like Tremors. <clears throat> yes, they do that. They do the big box sets and then they'll come 
and release a cheaper version of just the the disc by itself. Although I regret and, not getting that Tremors set because I love Tremors. Tremors is a good movie. It is. It's very underrated. All right. And our next question is from Anthony Gonzalez. And he said, what is a horror movie that traumatized you guys as kids? Mine was Creepshow 2 with the hitchhiker and the raft. The and, raft. Oh, yeah. That screwed you up as a kid? No, no, no. I, I'm just saying good call. Oh, yeah. I, I know what he's talking about. Somebody wrote underneath. I can't remember. Maybe it was Carlos. But somebody wrote a large Marge from uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Screwed yeah. him up. <laughs> traumatized him. I'm trying to think. The only movies that got me, like, I was, and this is why I consider it still one of my favorite horror movies ever, is Poltergeist. I was freaked the fuck out from Poltergeist for a long time. I had to sleep with, like, a nightlight for a while. I was, because I saw it seven years old. Right, right. Like, right. I didn't, you know, people were like, oh, it's not even that much of a horror movie. You see that movie at seven years old, and you're looking at your closet or a clown coming from underneath your bed, that's going to scare the shit out of you as a kid. I know this, so I don't know if this answer is cheating, but I would say Jaws, you know, that always made me afraid of swimming in the ocean. Really? You Even swimming in the pool. When what? I was a kid, I knew there was no possible way for Jaws <laughs> to be in the pool. <laughs> but if I was in the deep end by myself, it was a little scary. Well, actually, funny. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we, what, what Bond movie did we just watch where the guy had a shark in his fucking swimming pool? Right, so. yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility. Right, yeah. I would say Jaws is up there. Um, the ring got me, too. I got really freaked out by the girl coming later out. Later on in life, when the paranormal movies came out, those the paranormal activity movies always scare the shit of me. I don't know why it's when she's standing in front of the camera, and then she's standing over the bed, and then you see the footprints, or she just gets chased. I don't like that. Oh, because you can't see the monster, so you yeah. don't know what it is. Oh, I get that. You know, I, I get that. I, I don't get freaked out by that, because... I've always kind of wanted, like, a ghost in my house. That's crazy. Because I just think it would be so cool. Um, oh, you're right, by the way. Your water bottle does look really nice. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think. What else did try? I didn't really get... You know what traumatized me a lot as a kid? It's going to sound ridiculous. Uh, the Goosebumps episode, uh, The Werewolf. Yes. That one freaked me that out. That was scary, That right? was scary. And let me tell you what. Not scary. <laughs> when I watched it recently, it wasn't scary. You know, <laughs> I I was I kind of disagree with that because I rewatched that within the past five years, and I would say it kind of holds up. It's not um, it's I, it's not a rated R horror movie, but it's probably the scariest Goosebumps episode. Hundred percent. But I mean, that movie that I had it on VHS. So I don't know why. Uh, the green clamp. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I would just yeah. I'd be scrolling through my VHSs that I had in like a closet, and I'd be like, I'm not watching that one again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one stuck <laughs> with me. I fucking scared. That. I was so scared of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. That was a good one. It got under your skin. Uh, some of the Courage the Cowardly Dog episodes could be a little bit freaky if you were young enough. Yeah, those are weird episodes. Those are weird cartoons. I mean, I wasn't scared by Invader Zim, but that did get a little weird if you were watching that, like, late at night. I never, but I was never really freaked out. I mean, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street very young, Halloween very young. Yeah, those movies never scared me. Like, the me slashers, either. like, you know, when you shut off the light and you run and jump into your bed and stuff like that. But, like, yeah, I, I was never... You never had to worry, really. You don't, yeah, I mean, even and, now, like, when I, before I go up, I walk past this laundry room, I'm like, yeah. Uh, you don't know. Something could be in there. So I briskly walk up the stairs at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, I so. remember I was pretty scared of, uh, because of Poltergeist, I was always scared of something coming out of my bed. And I don't know why, but I wouldn't let the blankets hang over the bed when I was sleeping. Mm. So they would always have to be on the bed because mm. I was afraid they would grab them and pull right, them down. Right, on the, right, right. Like, yeah. like, like that's something that could possibly happen. Right, makes sense. Yeah, 
now. Makes sense. But hey, I mean, we're all scared of something, right? Mm. So Poltergeist got me. So hopefully that answered that question, Anthony. That's a good one. Thank you so much. Let's see what else we got. Ditto, eight, Anthony, skinny. Okay, we are down to our last two questions from Kevin L. Matt's favorite questions, the ones that make him think. What movie scenes are the most disturbing that doesn't involve anything sexual? You gotta think of something that wasn't sexual but was disturbing. Uh, pretty damn recently, I watched the movie Phenomena, and that movie features a lot of bugs, and one of them is bugs on a skull. What was the question? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I not read it loud enough? No. Okay, well, thanks. Uh, what, what movie scenes are the most disturbing that doesn't involve anything sexual? Because I guess Uncle V would go right to something sexual. Yeah, I would think of, like, a rape scene. Um, oh, yeah, the a rape scene. Oh, my God. And speaking of which, in Death Wish 2, the, the rape scene's about 10 minutes. <laughs> it's not tasteful at all. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the sex scene went real well. <laughs> no, he said, I, by the way, Charlie, I thought the rape scene went real well. And if you bring this up at the apartment, <laughs> I'm going to slap you. <laughs> uh, disturbing, disturbing. But yeah, the in phenomena, the bugs on the skull that freaked me out. Also, the entire movie of Eight Legged Freaks disturbs me. <laughs> so uh, there's something in my head. I can't think of the movie, but it's just like an overly grotesque, like gory scene. And <sighs> it's not terrifying, too. No. There was something else that I actually was like, oh, I can't watch that. And I can't remember for the life of me what it was. Uh, there's a scene, actually, Shit. it's funny. I have a scene I can't pull the movie. I get really freaked out with, like, a needle going into, like, somebody's eye. You ever seen that in the movie? Oh, that, you know, actually. That gets under my skin. You know what actually really bothered me? In John Wick 3, when the girl, the ballerina rips off the toenail. Ooh, that does bother me, too. I don't like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's... That I, I don't like to watch. Um, the, actually, speak, they disturbing not sexual when the dog gets killed in john wick oh yeah that does make me very uncomfortable in, in part one that that's... and that actually in cool hand luke it's even worse like forget the dog dying the guy comes back crying and he's like look what they did to blue and he's got the dead dog on his arms and the guy's crying i was like and they hang on it for uh, a yeah, fucking while yeah, i don't like <laughs> i don't think it's a real dog like but Probably still not, no. still that, that'll make you uncomfortable Oh, in Django Unchained, but I just found out yesterday this wasn't real. Uh, when Leonardo DiCaprio slams his hand and oh, yeah. gets the glass in, he's like pulling it real. It was real, but then he goes and touches Kerry Washington's head, and that was actually not real blood. They cleaned him up first, and then they just said, well, we oh, got to roll okay. with it. But I thought, I, he used to like disgust me. Like, he's taking his like bloody stump and just putting it on her head. A little, right? I don't like that shit. So, uh... That is our Kevin L. question. We have another one from Kevin L. This will be actually our last question of the day. Okay. What movie twist shock you to the point you had a physical reaction to it? You know, I knew about the big plot movie twist before I even went into a movie. So, like, I knew The Sixth Sense that Bruce Willis was a ghost before I saw it. I knew Luke's father. I was just about to say like, Star Wars, uh, Darth Vader, but that was a joke. Yeah. Stuff about Vader being Luke. Can father. you imagine being around though in like 1980 when that movie came out? Yeah, and having no idea right, walking yeah. into the theater. It's hard with it nowadays because like it's you got the internet, you know, so it kind of ruins everything. I actually have a good one, and it's from Primal Fear. That movie stars Richard Gere, and it's Edward Norton's first movie, and he plays this kid. Basically, he murdered a priest. 
but he says he has split personality disorder, so it was the evil personality that did it, and he's not really like that. And he manages to convince, this is a spoiler for this movie, he manages to convince everyone, including his lawyer Richard Gere, that, you know, it's a split personality, he's a real nice kid, he doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. Turns out, he's been faking that the whole time, and he's really just an evil kid. Ooh. So it was that movie that shocked me when he comes out that he like basically after he gets off goes and just basically admits like yeah because of double jeopardy you can't go and put him back on trial for the same thing. Interesting. So he got away with it once. That's all it takes. Hmm. That one. I mean, I remember when I first saw that I was like holy shit. Uh, Twelve Monkeys, another one that got me too. Yeah, it's a good one because that is, that's a good call. When yeah. Bruce Willis, like you realize you're the kid is Bruce Willis the whole time watching himself get killed. In front Actually, of him. You know which one is pretty shocking? The end of Saw. The original Saw. I was going to bring this up because when, I sat next to you and we were shocked in the yeah, theater. Yeah, when Jigsaw gets up. Yeah. And that fucking guy who's been laying there the entire movie turns out to be alive. Yeah. Oh, actually, funny story about that. A guy at work told me that he saw that movie and a guy he was with, he went opening night too. We went opening night. And back then, opening night was a little different. So he's walking out and people are going in for the next movie. He's like, guys, the guy on the floor is the killer the whole time. Uh, <laughs> what an asshole. I, I remember, actually, I remember. <laughs> that I, I don't remember that but i remember um <laughs> fuck other movies but going in while other people who just saw it and people just yelling spoilers yeah like spider-man's dead or something or I, tony stark i think it was like for endgame when they oh said oh my tony god stark there was some somebody did that to me once i did they didn't do it intentionally but they were walking by me talking about the movie and i yeah. was i remember they fucking spoiled the shit out of it i'm like are you fucking kidding me like uh, when you find out the ending to a movie that could really some people don't care about spoilers but yeah. if i would it was infinity war i found out that they all die at the end in infinity war before that's the snap right yeah okay yeah i found out that like somebody was walking by and said, i can't believe they made all of them just gone and i was like are you fucking kidding <laughs> that's crazy so that one day yeah, i got spoiled for me but I, I, anything else shock you were you ever shocked by a twist other than that Oh, one that no one's ever going to bring up because the movie's horrible, but this movie Hide and Seek with Robert De Niro and mm. Dakota Fanning. Have you ever heard of it? No. Another split personality movie. Robert De Niro apparently turns in, if I remember correctly, like it turns out Kinda that... Kind of like the fan. Yes. Yeah, Robert De Niro, man, he's in everything. He just does. He just must love to act. He's just all over the place as far as roles. Thanks again, Kevin, for those awesome questions. You always give us the questions that make us think. And yeah. thank you to everybody who gave us questions this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. As always, this is one of our favorite shows. To actually, it is our favorite show. Yeah, this is the best one. Yeah, we have so much fun doing this every week. So we really appreciate all your support. So if you want to leave questions or comments for next week's episode, you can always leave those in the comment section below or when I put the post out for whatever foods we're going to eat next week. So any recommendations, same thing in the comment section below. And while you're down there, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel. Then I want you to go out. It's really nice out where we are. Maybe throw on a Speedo or some short shorts and go for a jog and tell all your friends about us. <laughs>